ladies and gents, good evening. How are you? All good in the hood, I hope. Two weeks down, with four weeks left to go. Jesus Christ, time flies when you're having fun. We are in week two, or we've just finished week two, and we're going into week three, also known as the wobble week. And the reason it's the wobble week is because of this. Most people have a bit of a wobble this week coming up. And for a number of reasons, it's a third week. Things start changing now. And remember what I said, don't expect anything to happen after the first two weeks. We're going to go into week three now. So expect some things to change. Expect some energy dips. Expect a few wobbles. It's absolutely fine. And that is what we're going to talk a little bit about today with those wobbles. With, of course, your Q&A. So I've got lots of questions to go through and... Uh, Let's get smashing through it because I want to try and get through as many as I can. So the first one is this. Would you recommend Huel Black as a good option um, if I'm busy and can't get a proper meal down me? I'm not a big fan of those um, Huel things, if I'm being honest. I haven't tried them. And of course, I am a fan of saying, don't knock it until you try it. So I don't know. The only thing that I will say, which I can give as a recommendation is I've just started going with a meal prep company. I've been researching quite a few, and I've been using one for the last two weeks. And that's one that I've been using is lionsprep.co.uk. I get my breakfast and lunch uh, delivered. One thing I like about them is the variety. It's all really nice chef-cooked meals, lots of different things that you can eat there for breakfasts, lunch, and dinners. Um, and I've been enjoying it. One thing I love about it as well is that they deliver on a Sunday and a Wednesday. So I get five days delivered, uh, Monday to Friday. I don't get weekends, and it's been really good. I've only been using them for a couple of weeks, but they deliver on Sunday and Wednesday, so I only have three meals at a time, and the deliveries have been spot on. If you do want to use them, I'm not one to give out discount codes, but I literally, just as I was creating this, um, I got an email from them and said, if you recommend anybody and they use that code, you get 30 quid off your first order and I get 20 quid too, or you get 20 quid and I get 30, I don't know. Um, but if you want to use them, I'm using them at the moment and I highly recommend them. So if you want to make a note of that, lionsprep.co.uk and if you put in the discount code Jamie, two three zero seven five you'll get 30 quid off your first order 20 or 30 quid or something like that um but i'm using them and the only reason I'm, I'm letting you know about that is purely because i'm using them and i can give them as a good recommendation it's really helping me because once again um i'm busy so to be able to get a, a lunch and a breakfast all ready to go has been awesome Okay, next up, uh, any tips for keeping on track over the weekend? So keeping on track over the weekend. It's important to have a weekday mentality. And what I mean by that is so many people on the weekend don't prep their meals and don't have a plan because they get in the weekend and think, oh, I can relax a little bit. And that's where you, you fuck up because you haven't done the normal stuff that has kept you on track Monday to Friday. And that is tracking your macros, that is planning and prepping your food, that is getting maybe a gym session or catching up on some steps, 
whatever it is. I've been a little bit grouchy the last couple of weekends, and one of the main reasons being is I'm, I haven't been drinking. So I normally like a few beers on a Friday. I normally look forward to having a few beers down the pub on a Saturday. So it's made me a little bit grouchy, but for good reason. I mean, I'm, I'm looking better. I'm feeling better. I'm getting up early, earlier on a weekend, and I'm getting more stuff done. So as much as I've been a little bit grouchy, I, I'm looking at a lot of positives as well. And that's the most important thing. There's going to be a balance of good and bad things. And as long as the good things outweigh the bad things, then that's fine. And as I said, the first time doing anything for two weeks can be a pain in the ass. So tips for keeping on track, do exactly as you'd normally do Monday to Friday. Okay, Prep your food, have a plan for the day, and do something fun that distracts you away from what it is that you're doing and might actually contribute, such as going for a walk, getting some exercising, going to see friends, etc., etc. Um, that, you know, it helps me a lot. Okay, I'm going on holiday to Spain next Sunday for a week. Any tips on staying on top of my nutrition when, when it may be difficult to track? Okay, so eating out, especially abroad, I find it a little bit easier because it's warmer weather, so my appetite isn't as much, and there's lots of fresh food, and that tends to be my go-to on holiday. I stick to vegetables, I stick to lean meats, and I fill out my plate with like potatoes, vegetables, and it's quite easy to do in Spain. So make conscious decisions, move lots, so make sure that you are tracking your movement and getting plenty in, and just limit your alcohol intake. You just doing that, making sure you're well hydrated, you're moving a lot, you're making conscious decisions and getting as much exercise as you can out there, you'll be fine, okay? And you know, you're in a great place to relax, rewind, but also stay on track. So I hope that helps. Okay, how much protein for a 186 pound male and do you have any suggestions for 2,200 calories a day? So I normally recommend about a gram per pound of lean body weight. So that can be anywhere between 180 to 190 grams of protein. When it comes to suggestions, lean meats, dairy, eggs, protein shakes, um, protein bars, protein snacks. If you're struggling to get enough protein in, double up on your protein intake. So if you are having, say, chicken breasts, have a chicken breast and a half. If you are having a protein shake, have three scoops of protein instead of two. I find upping my protein feeding windows uh, between, like with those meals has been very beneficial for me getting my protein intake sufficient. So I hope that helps. I had a Frank the Tank moment on Friday and ended the day on 4,000 calories, which I was gutted about the next day. To compensate in some small way, I drank five liters of water in pure guilt. Is that a stupid thing to have done? Well, five liters is a lot of water to drink. Um, but also understand that you know exactly how many calories you had. If you had 4,000 calories, that's not the end of the world. It's about the fact that you tracked it and then you're going to spend the next few days just reducing your calories down slightly. And when we look at this as a long-term thing, as, as in the next four weeks, we can rectify that blip. Remember what I showed you in the welcome webinar about scatty Santa, okay? You're just being a scatty Santa, and all you need to do now, because you have tracked, is to reduce your calories down slightly for the next three to five days. And you'll be back on track before you know it, okay? 
Okay, um, why don't we recalculate our TDEE once weight comes down? I've always knocked calories off in the past like are doing now, just curious. Okay, so what you have to understand about a TDEE calculator is it's a guesstimate. It doesn't know you. It doesn't know your habits and routines. It's just taking your height, your weight, and your activity levels and giving you a rough guesstimate number. In these last two weeks, you've been tracking your calories. You've been tracking your weight. You've been measuring and managing things. So you have what's known as real-world feedback. You have more knowledge about the calories which you need to be consuming than a calculator needs to. You've taken a guesstimate of a calculator against the real-world two-week feedback of what you're doing. So you don't need to use a calculator. Leave it alone. Use the feedback which you've been doing for the last two weeks of your weight fluctuations and your calorie intake to test and adjust. You only need a calculator, okay, at the start. That's it. That's it. You know, that number is not going to change. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, if my weight has changed, does the calculation change? No. Because one of the things that we want to try and do when it comes to weight loss is we want to try and drop body fat, lose weight, eating as many calories as we can. So we only drop when we have to or need to. And that's it. If we are still losing weight and eating the same calories, then that's awesome. Okay, that is absolutely awesome. Um, I've had a stressful week at work and I let it get in the way of my training, uh, but managed to pull it back towards the end of the week. What's your best way to deal with stress? I think one of the most important things when it comes to stress is understanding that we need stress in our lives and there are different types of stress. You know, we need to place stress under ourselves in order to see progress. Remember what I said about building muscle. Building muscle is stress plus rest equals growth. When it comes to working on our mind, we need to, play we need to place adequate amounts of stress on our brains in order for them to function. But we need an adequate amount of rest for us to grow. So the best way that I have to deal with stress is finding out the things that I can control and finding out the things that I can't. And something that I say to people all the time is something that you, two things that you can always control. What goes in here, ah, uh, and how much you move your feet. You are in control of that. So they're gonna be a massive variable when it comes to your progress. Uh, another thing, um, let me just get up the worry map. There we go. Another thing, that I use is the worry map, or you can call this the stress map. So it's a very easy map to use, ladies and gents. And for those of you who are listening this back on the podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll explain what I'm just putting up on the screen. So we've just got a simple map. It says, I'm worried about something. And the arrow goes down. And it asks a question. Is there anything you can do about it now? If the answer is yes, then go and do something about it. But if the answer's no, then don't worry about it. So if you're stressed about something and you can't do anything about it, don't stress about it. If you're stressed about something and you can do something about it, do something about it. Simple, okay? So know what's, in, know what's within your control and know what's out of your control. And don't worry too much and don't stress too much about things that you can't change or do something about. 
Um, and just having that mentality has helped me so much. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling with food for lunch times, low calorie. I do about 12 to 14,000 steps at work, so I need my carbs. So when it comes to your meals, think about, think about food timing, okay? If you are, um, you know, struggling for food at lunch times, low calorie, why don't you allocate a few more calories at lunchtime? So have a little bit less for breakfast, a little bit less for dinner, and have more at lunch, especially if you are getting lots of steps at work. You know, you want to fuel yourself up so you're not feeling hungry and more prone to overeating. So, you know, you know spacing your calories out. Some people like to have more calories in the morning and then reduce their calories down. Some people like to have a small amount of calories in the morning and save some for later on. So just plan out your calories. Okay, once again, the energy in the group is superb. It inspires you to push that bit harder, seeing so many inspirational people in the group. This is why the Santa Shreds needs to be an annual event. It's just as important as Turkey is at, at Christmas. And say so never say never. But yeah, this, this group is this group is absolutely awesome. Um, okay, I struggle with squats to feel it in my glutes as I have a short Achilles tendons. I try heel raise, but then feel more of it in my quads, quads of which I'm quite proud of, but want more of a booty burn. Can you suggest anything to help? Um, so if you are struggling with squats, there are many other things which are gonna get a booty burn. Uh, hip thrusts, reverse lunges, um, high leg, leg press, uh, box squats, really focusing on contraction in the glutes, or more of a wide stance squat. So squats aren't the only thing that you can get that on. Uh, lunges, reverse lunges will definitely do the job of that too. And of course, so will hip thrusts. Uh, I'm really struggling with my energy levels. Any ideas how I can boost them? I think if you're struggling for long periods of time with your energy levels, you're probably reducing your calories too little, sorry, too much. So you need to be aware of how many calories you're on. So many people reduce their calories far too much. And I actually had someone say to me, uh, and it was, a, it was a guy, and he said, um, he goes, I am on 1,500 calories, burning 700 calories on the bike every day, and my mate says that if I carry on like I am, I'm going to go into starvation mode and start putting on fat. Is this true? And I said, no, it's not true. It's a load of bollocks. But if you honestly think, as a you know, five foot ten male, that you can eat 1,500 calories and do 700 calories on the bike a day for the next six weeks, you are sadly mistaken. No, your body will not go into fat storage mode, but it will let you know that it's fucking knackered. It will remind you that you're being a twat. It will let you know by making your life so much more difficult. You won't want to do many things. You, you won't be asked to, you know, you won't be asked to walk to the shops. You'll probably drive to the shops. You won't be asked to go for a walk. You'll probably sit on the sofa because this will be the natural feedback that your body will say, I'm fucking exhausted, so I'm going to make sure that you do less. And what actually happens is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, i.e. your movement, your fidgeting, down-regulates. So actually, it's a lot harder to burn calories because you're moving less. And it's, you're moving less because your body's saying to you, stop. So don't make it so difficult on yourself. You know, this whole weight loss journey, this is why we say be, 
you know, be a tortoise. Slow and steady wins the race. Don't try and rush for success. You know, because it will be very short-lived. You know, if you're putting your calories down too much and trying to do too much, you'll fuck yourself up. You will. Pace yourself. We've still got a whole month left, okay? So pace yourself. I am 87.7 kilos. Should I be drinking more than two liters of water? Minimum two liters, but it all depends on your exercise, um, how much you're moving, et cetera, et cetera. I aim for two to three liters a day. Um, if your routine's all up in the air, how do you keep it going? Once again, going back to my worry map, I look at the things that are within my control, moving my feet, eating food, and I make sure that I can do something about it. If I can't do something about it, I don't. I don't worry about it. So understand that there are lots of things within your control, and once you can control those things, it will reduce a lot of stress down, especially if your routines are out of whack. Last week, my routines were out of whack. I was in the Isle of Wight. Yes, I had access to food, but I didn't train um, because we had shit Wi-Fi. And, you know, I was busy filming a new course. So I managed to, you know, one day I got 2,000 steps in, that's it. I tried to get some more steps in in the evening, which took it up to 8,000, and I didn't get any workouts in. But I made sure that I was in control of what was going in here, and I was eating good quality food and plenty of water. And I you know, got a decent amount of sleep apart from the Thursday night, which we were up late finishing the course. So know what you can control, okay? And you might not be able to control everything, but as long as you're um, eating less or moving more or doing a combination of the two, you, you're gonna stay on track. Okay, just struggling, walking and hitting 10 last weekend, 12 this week, every day, kept my calories to 1,500. Uh, and nothing is changing, not doing workouts yet, just trying to focus on steps. Had a blowout last night, it was my daughter's 18th. Okay, so I just wanna talk about this. Um, one of the reasons that you might be struggling is because you are eating too little calories. You are restricting yourself far too much during the weekday, and w which is probably causing you to overeat on the weekends. Um, kept my calories to 1,500 and had a blowout last night. So you, unfortunately, you haven't kept your calories to 1,500 because you had a blowout. So let's, have a, let's address why you had that blowout. You know, it was my daughter's 18th. Great. Does that mean that you need to have a blowout? There is no right or wrong answer to that, by the way. But it's understanding that we can look at two people. We can look at person A, who's, you know, his daughter's 18th, and they care about their progress. So they don't need to have a blowout because it's their daughter's 18th, not their 18th. Or you do have a blowout and then you go, right, okay, well, it's my daughter's 18th this weekend. I'm gonna have a couple of glasses of wine and that, and then track it. That way you can have a few glasses of wine, enjoy yourself and still get results. And this is so, so important because something I was saying today is the narrative that goes on in our head. We tell ourselves these bullshit stories. It's my daughter's 18th, therefore I'm gonna eat an extra thousand calories. It's my birthday, so I'm gonna eat a thousand calories worth of cake. It's football's on TV, so I'm gonna have a couple of beers. You know, all this bollocks. Stop fucking lying to yourself. And, and I'm saying this with love and care because I want you to get results. I want you to win the game. 
But you've got to change the narrative that goes on in your head. Because if you don't, you're never going to get there. And this is just so, so important because you need to ask yourself, well, you know, it is so-and-so's birthday. It is this thing. So fucking what? And there is no right or wrong answer to this, ladies and gents. Okay? Because we all live different lives and we all have different priorities. But if your priority is wanting to get in shape, if your priority is wanting to get the result which you want to do, then there are certain things that you need to do in order to get there. And one of them is to be more self-aware. You're going to have to make sacrifices for success. And it's up to you to choose which one of those sacrifices you choose. Because the answer to the question isn't, you know, only drink water on your daughter's 18th. No. The answer might be have three or four glasses of Prosecco and a bit of cake. And if we know that that's the answer, then Tuesday before, we're going to start thinking about that and we're going to go, right, do you know what? I've allocated 800 to 1,000 calories for my daughter's 18th. I'm going to have three glasses of Prosecco, a big slice of cake. I'm going to fucking enjoy myself. And guess what? You're still going to win the game because you've factored it in within the thing that you are aiming to do, and you can still get results. And guess what? Imagine this. Imagine that you did do that, you didn't say the word blowout, and you still got to your goal. And this is what I say to people all the time. You've got to do things that you can see yourself doing a year from now. It's going to be your daughter's 19th next year. It's going to be your daughter's 20th next year. It's going to be your daughter's 21st next year. What are you going to do for those? And this is where we need to start looking at sustainability. But something that I'm, I'm going to get up here as well is, is the diet cycle. Because this is a typical example of where a lot of people fuck up. And um, for those of you who are listening to this back, I'll go through it. So we start a diet. As we start the diet, we start to go into restriction. As we start to go into restriction, we start to feel uh, deprivation. Okay, We feel deprived. And then because we're deprived, we crave. And because we crave, we give in. Because we give in, we feel guilty. And then we feel that we have to start the diet all again. So how do we solve this? By understanding that we don't need to go through this cycle. If we start a diet, we need to understand that we need to restrict calories. But we don't need to restrict, certain, you know, we don't need to restrict foods. We don't need to cut carbs. We don't need to stop drinking uh, glasses of wine if we don't want to. We don't need to restrict not eat, you know, we don't need to not eat chocolate for six weeks. And because we are allowing ourselves a glass of wine on a Friday, because we're having a chocolate bar every night, because we're allowing ourselves factoring in things that we want, we don't feel deprived. And if we don't feel deprived, we don't crave. And if we don't crave, we don't give in. And if we don't give in, we don't feel guilty. And if we don't feel guilty, we don't feel like we're starting a diet. In fact, we don't feel like we're on a diet. So understand that the biggest fuck up with lots of people in the diet is that they overly restrict, they deprive themselves of things they enjoy, 
then they crave all the things that they're telling themselves they can't have. And that is why they give up. That's why they smash it all down the throat. And that's why they feel guilty. And that's why they start all again. So we need to address this by not restricting ourselves too much, not depriving ourselves too much, and then we won't crave. Um, so ladies, that is, uh, that's the diet cycle. If I take a spin class instead of getting 10,000 steps to save time, how many calories should I aim to burn to be sure I'm doing enough? So average female will probably burn around 300 calories for 10,000 steps. Most spin classes are about 800 calories. So um, you're gonna be well over when it comes to the spin class. So I, I wouldn't be, you won't need to be sure. If you're hitting a spin class, you don't need to hit 10,000 steps, that's what I'd say. I've done really well all week, and last night I had a couple of gins, ate a huge bag of crisps, and half a chocolate bar. Any advice? Track it. Two gins, okay, large gins. Was it uh, slimline tonic, or was it full tonic? Track it. Work out what that is. Huge bag of crisps. How big? How many grams? Have a look. What bag of crisps was it? Track it. Half a chocolate bar. What chocolate bar was it? How, much, how many grams is half a chocolate bar? Track it. Because at the moment, you're saying you know exactly what you've eaten. So the advice is know what went in so we can figure that out. Because if you don't know what's come in, how do we... How do we go into next week knowing the plan of action? If we go, right, we had two gins, which was 400 calories. We had a huge bag of crisps, which is another 400 calories. And then we had half a chocolate bar, which is another 200. Okay, we're 1,000 calories up from last night. So if we're 1,000 calories up, what we're going to do is tomorrow, being Monday, we're going to be in a, an additional 200-calorie deficit on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and Friday. So let's just say, for example, that you've put your calories on 1,700 calories. Tomorrow, you're going to have 1,500. Tuesday, 15. Wednesday, 15. Thursday, 15. Friday, 15. And guess what? Sort it. The 1,000 calories which you screwed up on uh, last night, sort it. Back in the game. Done. All good and then learn the lesson for why you d did that. Because if you want a couple of gins next weekend, factor it in. If you want a bit of chocolate, factor it in. If you want a bag of crisps or a small bag of crisps, factor it in. Then we don't have to go through this cycle all again. Um, but going into it blindly is, is a one step, um, you know, is, is that step to failure. And that's what I don't want anybody to do. I want people to succeed on the sandwich thread. I'm going really well with the gym and list cardio sessions. Is now the right time to slowly start increasing the amount of cardio time? Not necessarily. As, you, as I said, with weight loss or with any kind of fat loss, to be in a calorie deficit, we need to move more, eat less, or a combination of the two. So if you're not wanting to reduce your calories down and you're wanting to increase your movement, then that is an, an option. So if for example, instead of dropping 100 calories a day, um, then add an extra 700 calories of movement for the week. And that will be equivalent to you being in a deficit of that 100 calories. Okay? 
for those of you who are asking, should I drop calories? I've done a little graph for you here. Ask yourself this before you drop calories this week. Have you tracked everything this week correctly nutrition-wise? Have you hit all your steps and training, le- uh, training sessions this week? And the third and final one, could you look at yourself in the mirror and confidently say to yourself that you are doing everything? And if the answer is yes and you still haven't dropped any weight, then reduce calories by 100 calories a day. Understand this as well, ladies and gents. I had a, I had a little, little bit of a go at my wife, Anna, um, today because once again she said I'm on 1700 calories and I haven't lost any weight in the last two weeks my response to my wife is well it's week two as already said don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks now comes the work and she did say to me I'm tracking everything and you know I'm, I'm probably the worst person to say that to and I was like okay let's go Checked all of her steps. Yep, smashing the steps. 10, 12, 14,000 steps every day. She's going out for runs. She's training. So there is one thing left to check. Her nutrition. Had a look on her diary and noticed that um, every single breakfast time, she was tracking her butter. And I was like, oh, you're tracking your butter. Um, she put 10 grams of butter on her MyFitnessPal and the MyFitnessPal was the, was the miscalculation and it said that there was 35 calories in 10 grams of butter. And for those of you who watched my welcome webinar, there are nine calories per gram when it comes to fat. Butter is pure fat, which means there is at least 90 calories in 10 grams of butter. So one thing that was, one little thing that I saw was the fact that every single day, just for breakfast, that was 65 calories out. Over 14 days, that's almost half a day's worth of food. And that's just one thing that I checked. So in two weeks, just one tiny miscalculation that Anna did put her out by about 800 calories for the two weeks. And if I was to have gone through a fine-tooth comb for everything that she was tracking, I'm willing to bet that she was an entire day's worth of food out from two weeks. So let me ask you this. What aren't you tracking correctly on your my fitness pal? What aren't you tracking correctly on NutriCheck? There will be something. If you are not getting the results and you're doing everything and you're still not getting the result, there'll be a reason. Find that reason, find tooth comb, and get around it. Okay? And it is so, so important. And what, here's, here's one thing that I want to say, ladies and gents, as well. Understand that with fat loss and weight loss, we're not just focused on being really anal with things. We're not just going, right, we need to eat like a monk. We need to sniff the vinegar and put it in our 
um, our calorie counter. No, 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 no. We're tracking everything so we can understand where our habits are fucking us up. And that is the most important thing. Because when you realize, shit, I didn't realize that my milk every day equates to that. Shit, I didn't realize that 10 grams of butter is that. Then we can start to be more consciously aware of our habits and we test and adjust them. It, it doesn't mean that we have to track everything for the rest of our lives. We just need to be more aware of the little bad habits that we put ourselves in, which are compounded over time and going to be detrimental to our progress. As soon as we're more aware of our good and bad habits, we can test and adjust them. So when we get better habits and get better routines, we get better results. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, myself, I don't have to track anymore. Even though I am, I don't have to because over the last decade, my habits are good. I don't drink milk, really. I, don't, I have black coffee. I drink water. I, I gravitate towards sugar-free drinks. I don't have fizzy, sugary drinks. I like nice food. I don't eat crap. I don't eat many pizzas. You know, all of these things that are just naturally in my head, you know, they're not restrictions to me. It's just my life. It's not boring, it's not unpleasurable, it's just habits. That's it. The, my only downfall, I would say, is I love a beer. I love alcohol, I love having glasses of wine, I love having pints of beer. So if there's one thing that I need to be really mindful of when it comes to weight loss, it's not downing loads of pints. So my only kind of kryptonite is that alcohol. And I know that my weight gain, if I am gonna gain weight, it will be because I'm not watching my alcohol intake. So we've gotta know our kryptonites. We've gotta know what's, what our habits are. And the better that we know those, the easier the game is to play. But to start the game, we need to be ruthless. We need to fine tooth comb everything so we can understand where we're fucking up. I feel, I feel guilty that I've not been more active in the group, but I'm just so busy with kids, work and gym, and also at a different time zone. I think I'm also suffering from mild case of FOMO. One thing I'll say is do not worry. Do not worry. Do not, do not fear that you are uh, missing out on things, okay? You are doing the best that you can with the tools that you've got. Um, okay, this is from Katie. Please can you remind people watching on Sunday to register for the Secret Santa if they want to take part? I'm going to draw names Monday evening. The post is in the group. Search the hashtag Secret Santa Shred. Okay, so for those of you who wanted to do the Secret Santa, um, just search that hashtag and make sure you've got your name down. I've got my name down, so I'm looking forward to uh, giving someone a present. I've never been a regular gym user and really lack confidence using barbells. Can I get the same results using resistance machines or should I put my big boy pants on and use barbells? Just don't drop them. Um, is that drop your pants or the barbell? <laughs> um, yeah, you can get just as good results, if not better, with resistance machines. Do not feel that you need to use barbells in order to get results. The way I like to look at it is this. Your body doesn't know whether you're using a barbell or a machine. It just reacts to the tension and stress that it's placed on the muscle. And sometimes that tension and stress is better with the machine. So it doesn't mean that you have to. Do what you find comfortable, okay? 
Uh, as I injure my leg, do I start back at week one training and stick with that weight? I, I would go straight into week three. So just start week three or whatever I can. Um, yep, do what you can. And that's the most important thing, do what you can. Second week check-in, and my weight has gone from 210, 208, 209. Uh, feels a bit shit, however, I've hit every workout, drank two liters of water, walked 10 to 15 uh, case, um, daily, and tracked all my nutrition. Is it normal for that to happen? The answer is yes. Um, last Monday's weigh-in for me, I was three pounds up. And I wasn't bothered by it, because it's just the way that weight fluctuates. And it all depends. If you're weighing yourself every day, then you'll notice those fluctuations. If you're just weighing yourself once a week, you won't notice those fluctuations. Because if you've just weighed yourself every, say, once a week, you might have actually during the week gone down to like 206, 207, and this weekend gone up a little bit. You might be holding a bit more glycogen and water. That's why sometimes it can be beneficial to weigh yourself every day and then divide it by seven to get that average. Um, but understand that's perfectly normal. Your body, uh, uh, something that I said, of course, is don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. Now we're into week two, you might want to make a small adjustment with your calories and enjoy week three. And we've still got a month left, okay? Uh, Self-sabotage is something I seem to always do. Any tips on how to overcome this? Something that I said last week, root cause analysis. Find the reason for the self-sabotage. And a lot of it is that you don't feel that you deserve success. And that's the same with a lot of people. A lot of people are afraid of success and they think that if they get success with this, they have to change as a person. You being, you having a lighter gravitational pull to the earth doesn't mean that you have to change as a human being. And I think this is so important. You've got to ask yourself, why? Why, 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 why? You are worthy of success. You are worthy of achieving your goals. And you just need to have that confidence in yourself to say, look, one thing that I've written down here and I want you all to do now is that you need to give your issues a name. What do I mean by that? I like to tell people to give their hunger a name and I want you to give your self-sabotage a name too. For example, this week being Wobble Week, you might get really hungry. So instead of going, oh, I'm really hungry, say to yourself, oh, Daniel's being a bit of a twat today. So what I want you to do is to comment and tell me what is the name of your hunger? What is the name of your hunger? Because when that person rears its head and you have a name for it, you'll feel better about it. L look, at it look at it like this. You're not feeling too good. You're not sure what's wrong with you. And then you go to the doctor. The doctor takes a look at you and says, oh, it's this. Do you feel better? Yes, because you've identified the problem. So if you are feeling hungry, give your hunger a name. Frank, Sandra. So the next time you're feeling hungry, you can say Sandra's being a bit of a bitch. Frank's being an arsehole today. Give it a name. Think about it in your head as a person, and that way you, it'll help you overcome it. Okay? The next thing to do is to give yourself sabotage a name. So if you've got a name for your hunger, give yourself a name for your self-sabotage. Because it, imagine your self-sabotage as a little devil on your shoulder wanting to see you fail. Now, you haven't got a very good relationship with Lucifer on your shoulder. And whenever he rears his ugly head, you have a little bit of a discussion. You go, Lucifer, fuck off. 
I know you don't want me to succeed in this, but I'm going to. And a lot of this sounds like crazy talk. It's not. One of my favorite books is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he calls procrastination resistance. He gives it a name. He says, when you're not, you know, when you're sitting there not doing the things that you know you need to do, it's called resistance. And actually, by giving it a name, you understand it better. So give your hunger a name to understand it better. Daniel, Sandra, Ken, whatever. And also give your self-sabotage a name. What is your self-sabotage name? Any person here that suffers from self-sabotage, I want you to give it a name. Imagine what that thing looks like in your head. And the next time that they come up, look at it like that. The next time that you want to eat a whole pizza and drink loads of beer. The next time you want to just push the fuck it button. Don't, because it's not you. It's Sandra. It's not you. It's Mary. Fuck them. You know, they want to see you fail. You're not going to fail. That's what I said. <laughs> so many people, like so many people last Sunday showed this. I'm, I'm calling my hunger Jamie. I'm calling myself, call it me. All right, go for it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. It, it, yeah. Your hunger's name is Jamie and he's a right prick. <laughs> there we go. Okay, um, I've injured my knee playing with my son and therefore can't do any lower body stuff for the coming week, which I'm so frustrated about. Um, what should I replace it with or how would you recommend to train on lower body days? I think one of the most important things is to understand that you're not going to burn too many calories on a lower body day. So if you can't do it, it's not going to be that detrimental to your overall progress. Just make sure that your steps are in and you're moving enough and you'll be fine. I've had a good uh, first couple of weeks. However, this is usually the time I start to get distracted and my discipline starts to waver. I have the tools to stop this, but my self-sabotaging mind kicks in. Any tips to combat this or at least keep the self-sabotage to a minimum? Perfect timing, exactly what we spoke about. Give your self-sabotage a name. Identify it as a person. And the next time it comes up, you know who to blame and you know who to have the argument with. And don't let it win. Um, we talk about my original TDEE was calculated based on less than 10,000. This is normal. Should I recalculate TDEE? Um, we've already spoke about that, so no. Um, how to control um, PMS urges that make you want to eat. Um, so PMS, premenstrual. Um, so I think one of the things to understand, as with anything, uh, this is something that I say all the time. You ladies have it so much difficult, much more difficult than us men. You do. We, us as men, get to eat more food. We don't have PMS. We don't have menstrual cycles. Um, we build a lot more muscle. Um, and you know, dieting and getting in shape is much easier because we hold less body fat as well. So understand that the game is harder to play but just because it's hard to play doesn't mean that you can't win the game. When you're going through PMS, you're gonna have cramps, you're gonna have bloat, you're gonna have urges, cravings, you're gonna have um, mood swings, you're gonna have lots of different things, and that's absolutely fine. And the answer and the cure to all of that is to control things. And actually, the things that actually help PMS is meditation, is exercise, is eating good quality food, is eating good quality, um, essential fatty acids and making sure that you're getting all your micronutrients and vitamins in 
and basically just doing what you should be doing on the center thread. Um, and one of the difficult things about it is during your PMS, everything that you know that you need to do becomes a lot more difficult to do. And I think that's so, so important, okay? So it is just doing, um, just doing what you should be doing on the center thread and just knowing that it's a lot more difficult. Okie dokie. Sometimes uh, I cannot do entire reps. Okay, so this one is about, um, you have a 15 kilo dumbbell and a 20 kilo dumbbell. Sometimes 15 feels too light and 20 you struggle to lift. So one of the most important things when it comes to lifting weight is to understand volume. Volume is sets times reps times weight. Okay, sets times reps times weight. So even if you have a lower weight, you can still do the same amount of total weight because it's the amount of reps that you lift. So either increase the reps on your 15 or rest pause on the 20. So if you can't do 20 kilos for eight, do 20 kilos for four, rest for five seconds and then do another four. It's total volume lifted, okay? This week I've fallen into the habit of only two meals per day, still hitting my macros and cows, is this okay? And the answer is yes. You know, if you're only getting those two meals in, but you're still hitting all your targets and your macros, then cool. Uh, struggling to hit 10K steps, but I've just ad adjusted my TDEE to lightly active on days I don't hit my steps. Uh, macros are still being reached, is this the correct way to do so? Yep, um, obviously you don't need to change your TDEE, I mean, you don't need to put the calculation in, you just, very much like me, I started training in the mornings and it meant that I was getting about 6,000 steps less a day, which meant I had about 250, 300 calories less on what I would typically diet on. So eat less, move more. If I can't move more, I need to eat less. Uh, some days when I exercise a lot, I'm not hungry at all and I have to force myself to eat. Should I still push to eat my total calories or just eat what I feel like? Eat what you feel like. If there's days where you feel that you have to struggle to eat, look at it as a win because it means that you can carry those calories over to another day where you might be more hungry. So hopefully that helps. And, and look at your cal you know look at your calorie allowance in a weekly thing rather than a daily. If you if you don't you know if you're not hungry, don't force it down. Save those calories because you might want them on the weekend. How do I progress uh, amount of weight I lift? For example, able to lift a six kilo dumbbell for bicep curl for three times 12 reps. When I attempt the seven, I can't lift it for the required number of reps. Um, so same again with volume. What you might wanna do with that is, for example, um, either rest pause on the seven. So you do three times six, six. So six reps, rest for five and do another six reps and then do that for three sets. That should be able to see progress with a seven kilo dumbbell. Um, or increase the reps on the six. So you might wanna do 14 reps for three sets and that will see progress too. Okie dokie. Week two and only 1.5 pounds down. Should I look to reduce calories this week? 1.5 is good, but if you remember what I said here, if all of that is correct and you are doing everything right, then maybe just drop 100 calories this week and uh, 
on, on your way with week three. Do you take multi-bits or cod liver oil tablets at all? Um, the only things that I take, if you go into the guide section on, and have a look at the supplements, which I recommend, I recommend there. Cod liver oil tablets are crap. Um, you'd probably have to take about 100 a day just to get your enough essential fatty acids, which is why I recommend that Nordic oil. Uh, if my calorie deficit is 2,800, but I put myself into 2,500, could I add in two higher carb days a week? If you're saving you know, 300 calories a day, then that gives you 1,500 extra calories for the week. If you want to have them as carbs, totally cool. Uh, if you want to have a bit of fat and protein in there, all good. What do you do when cravings start to hit? Any tips on managing these? Could feel the diet more this week. You're going to have weeks and days where you're going to feel it more this week. Something that I like to have and, and I buy a lot of is fizzy sparkling water. There, there is flavored ones in Tesco's and Sainsbury's and I tend, when I'm like dieting, I like to have sparkling water flavored. It's, it's about, works out about 11 calories for an entire liter bottle and it does help curb the cravings. So give that a try. Um, it works for me. Lost more than three pounds on the first week and this week lost none. Should I change my calorie intake or wait another week with my current calorie budget? I would wait a week. And this is down to a mindset point of thing. If you lost three pounds week one and zero pounds week two, your total weight loss is three pounds, but you feel shit on week two because you lost zero. If you lost pound and a half on week one and a pound and a half on week two you'd be happy even though you still lost three pounds so wait a week hit your budget and if that doesn't budge next week then test and adjust um, that's what I would do um, okay if my TDEE calories are around 2,000, but I then record, say, 1,000 calories of exercise per day by walking to hit my steps and then doing the workout, do I treat these exercise calories as additional deficit towards my shredding, or can I use some of them as part of my TDEE? Um, it is your TDEE. So one of the things that you need to get out of is understanding this. Your total daily energy expenditure has been calculated based on your height, weight, and activity levels. So any other additional activity, don't look at it as, oh, I've got extra in the tank because we've already accounted for it with your TDEE. So don't eat more food. If you're moving more on a particular day, then great. Stick to your TDEE or whatever it is that you're on. Don't add calories because we've already calculated that based on our activity. It's already in there with the calculation. So don't try and eat up on those. Uh, motivation on how to keep up the fight. Um, something I say all the time, don't rely on motivation to get results. If you, are, if you rely on motivation to see success, you won't get any success. You need to focus on discipline. Something I say all the time, motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it and discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel. You need to understand that by going, look, when you're motivated in doing stuff, you feel good before you do it. When you are disciplined to do stuff, you know that you're going to feel good when you've done it. And it's kind of a discipline, it's kind of a, um, a dichotomy really, because you need to get used to doing something for the feeling after than the feeling before. Because it's usually things that feel good before you do it that normally feel terrible after you've done it. It feels good to eat pizza, it feels good to get out of the piss with your mates. 
but then you feel guilty as fuck the next day. When it comes to discipline, it doesn't feel that good going to the gym. It doesn't feel that good saying no to that night out. It doesn't feel that good saying no to that pizza, but the next, but the next day you feel fantastic. So let's get obsessed, maybe not obsessed, but let's get addicted, maybe not addicted. Uh, let's get used to the feeling after we've done something rather than before. That is how we win the game when it comes to success. Uh, struggling with steps, can I just do list cardio instead? Um, yep, you, you can do if that's what, what you want to do. You know, 10,000 steps is equivalent to about 300 calories for females, 400 calories for males. And if you want to do that in cardio and you enjoy doing that thing, then of course. If you have low energy for a late week training session, is it better to push through, alter training or rest? Either of the three. Sometimes I find when I lack the energy to go and train that training is the best thing to do. And actually I feel better when I've done it because most people don't regret a workout. Um, other times if I'm truly, truly tired, it's probably gonna be more beneficial for me to take a rest. You know, I was exhausted on Friday and I wanted to train, but I knew it wouldn't be good for me because I, I was exhausted because I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted to. I only got about four hours instead of my normal seven. So actually what I wanted to do was just make sure that I got my steps in, didn't get a workout in, got my work done and I had an early night and that was the best remedy for that. So not going to the gym was the best for that. There's been other times where I asked myself, right, I'm, I'm feeling like I can't be asked to go to the gym, but I'm, I fed well, I'm slept well, I've got plenty of steps in, go to the fucking gym, Jay. And sometimes I have to say to myself, just go to the gym. So listen to your body. If you've had enough sleep um, and you know, you've, you've got enough food in and you're just a bit tired, go to the gym. If you're exhausted, then don't. Rest. Gave blood today. Should, should I be making any dietary adjustments? No, just make sure you drink plenty of water and don't train today. Uh, is it better to get steps in or work out if you have a spare hour? It all depends on what your week's looking like. If your steps are a bit low throughout the week, maybe steps. If you feel that you would benefit from an additional workout, get an additional workout. So think about it going forward for the next few days or from what your last few days are. There is no right or wrong answer to that. Any tips for getting more protein in without using shakes, slowly improving at hitting my macros but consistently falling short? Um, as something that I mentioned, try and double up your um, protein intakes on feeds. So breakfast time, increase an extra scoop of protein or an, an additional 100, 150 grams of Greek yogurt. When it comes to you know your lunches, if you've got chicken or meat, double up on that. You know, if you're having a, a 150, 200 gram chicken breast, have 300 grams. So I find that beneficial for me and it makes sure I get plenty of protein in. Other than filling up on water, what's a good filler for the hunger pains? Um, I, I like flavored fizzy water. That tends to help me. I've been diagnosed with a lower back issue this week. How can I still effectively train while having to protect my back? Uh, it depends on what the lower back issue is. Make sure you're stretching and mobilizing and, and not doing anything that's aggravating your back. So things like burpees are out, squats are out. Try and use more machines and uh, it all depends on what lower back issue you have. But work around it and don't aggravate it. Uh, not losing any weight, doing two to three home and three to four gym workouts a week, eating around 14,000 calories a day. I assume that's 1,400. What do I need to change to see weight loss? Uh, if I'm being honest, it's just brutal honesty with yourself. Something that I said today, um, if you're doing everything right, it's a game of patience. If you're doing everything right and 
you know, and it's been two or three weeks, it may, what it means is that you're not doing everything. So many people just say they're doing stuff and they're not actually doing it. Um, and I actually said, look, if I've got this phone and I taped it around my head or I taped it around your head and I recorded everything that you did in this last two weeks, I would 100% be able to tell you where you're going wrong because it will be evidence there that the thing that you said you're doing and the thing that you're actually doing, there is a discrepancy there where you need to sort, okay? And if you are eating 14,000 calories a day, that, that might be it, okay? And this is, this is the thing, like, I'm, I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping you're feeling that I'm not being harsh with people. I want you all to get results. And in order for you to get results, it's not bullshitting you. And also at the same time, it's knowing that we bullshit ourselves all the time. You know, the only person that we have to believe is ourselves. So if we give ourselves this bullshit story, it makes us feel better, but it doesn't solve the problem. And if we're sitting down and going, look, what am I doing wrong? What am I fucking up here? And we have that attitude, we'll find where we're fucking up. And we're like, oh, fuck. Okay, I'll change that. And guess what? Suddenly, weight loss. Bang. And you'd be like, oh. So what I needed to be was honest with myself. And the answer is yes. That's it. And it's just so, so important because I want you all to get results here. And that means not beating around the bush. It's finding where you're fucking up, addressing it, and then going, ah, that, that was it. And a lot of the time when we're not getting results, it's something that we're not measuring or managing properly. So we just need to fine tooth comb and be honest. Are we eating too much? Are we not moving enough? Are, you know, the whole fat loss thing is, there's, there's no magic to it. It's just a game of patience, persistence, and sticking to the plan and being completely honest with ourselves, okay? Um, how can I keep my man mindset in check? My habits of sabotage are limiting my progress. Um, as already mentioned, give your sabotage a name. So the next time it comes up, you can say, Mary, stop being a bitch, and we can get it sorted. Um, is there a benefit to doing an extra gym session, like a back session, for example, if you have the energy? Rob the tortoise. Rob, um, if you have the energy, yes. So something that I do, and I don't always say that you should do this too, I hit... My workouts, the four days on Trainer Eric, I do exactly the same. So I, I hit Trainer Eric Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I have a rest day, Thursday, and then I hit a Friday workout. So I get all four workouts um, from Monday to Friday. I have a rest day, Thursday, and Saturday is my day where I don't track my workout. I, I just do the things that I enjoy doing. And that's normally more chest, sometimes more squats, sometimes more back, and sometimes more arms. But I just do the things that I enjoy doing or want to do more of, um, and I do that. So it's kind of a, a fun Saturday, and then I have a rest day Sunday. So I train five days a week and rest two. And the rest is so important. So if you want to do more back, Rob, then by all means. How do you cope with uh, mood hoovers? By that I mean negative Nancy's in your circle. I don't have negative Nancy's in my circle. Um, partner, change your partner. Um, and that sounds really, really harsh, but you've got to like, here's a, 
And I don't say, like, oh, my partner's been a negative Nancy. You need to sit down and talk to them and tell them about their habits. And I think this is so important. I'm, you know, I'm 36 years of age now. Um, and I haven't got time for energy vampires. I haven't got, a ti- I haven't got time for bellends in my life. I haven't. I just remove them. Life's too short to hang around with bellends. And any person who has a, a negative on my life, they're gone. Whether that's an employee, whether that is a close friend. And it's not brutal at all. People say it's brutal. My mental health is more important than any other person on the planet. Your mental health is more important than anybody else on the planet. You need to function at your best. And, and this is something that I say, you've got to treat yourself like a million pound racehorse. What do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing. If, if you spent a million pound on a racehorse, you'd feed it the best food, you'd give it plenty of exercise, and you'd give it plenty of rest and recovery. Why? Because there's a reason that you spent a million pound on that racehorse. Every time it goes on the start line, it wins the fucking race. And guess what, ladies and gents? You're that million pound racehorse. You need to treat yourself like a million pound racehorse. You need to feed yourself the best food. You need to give yourself the best rest and recovery. You need to, you know, look after yourself. Because you need to win the game. And you can't function at your best if you're not looking after yourself. You can't serve others from an empty vessel. You know, I... I work with thousands of clients a week. If I don't look after myself, then that affects other people's lives. If you don't look after yourself, that affects other people's lives. So you need to get rid of the bellends. You you need to be brutal with people. You do. Because your mental health is the most important thing. Your well-being and happiness is the most important thing. So protect it at all costs. And I always say this all the time. If you get a knock at the door, right? And you open your door and someone walks in and takes a massive shit in the middle of your living room, would you let them do that? Of course you wouldn't. Would you let a stranger just walk straight into your house and take a shit in the middle of your living room? The answer is no. So why do you let people do it to your head? Why do you let people go into your head and take a shit right in the middle of it? You've got the key to that door. Just don't fucking let them in. Keep the door shut. Keep it shut. Life is too short for balance. Should I be worried about going over my daily recommended protein if I'm under my calories? And the answer is no. A little bit of extra protein is all good. It helps with satiety as well. Uh, Weight has stuck this week. Should I lower calories slightly or keep going for another week at the same calorie? Remember what I said about should I drop calories? If you've tracked everything, if you've hit all your steps and training sessions and you can look at yourself in the mirror and say you've done everything, uh, if the answer is yes to that, then maybe just drop. Oh, hang on a minute. Um, shall I lower my calories slightly? Um, the answer could be yes if you've tracked everything. Okay. Right, ladies and gents, I'm going to have two more questions. We've got through most of them. Okay, we've got through most of them, but we're slightly over. 
Uh, in trainer work, when it says pounds, if you've two dumbbells, are you combining the weight or putting the pound for each? So a lot of people get confused with dumbbells and barbells, how you should log the weight. If you are doing a single arm exercise, i.e. bicep curls, you log the single weight because you're only lifting the weight at one time. If you are doing dumbbell bench press where you are pressing both weights at the same time, that will be the combined weight of the dumbbells. If you are doing shrugs where you are shrugging both the dumbbells, it's the combined weight. So any exercise where you are moving both weights at the same time, that weight needs to be tracked together. Anything that's alternate or single arm needs to be individual, okay? And that is just based on the volume lifted when you're doing it. I hope, hope that helps. Okay, my weight is staying the same, but I can see small changes. Is it possible to build some muscle and lose body fat at the same time? And the answer is yes. Here's the thing that I say to people all the time. Would you rather weigh exactly the same, but look different? Or would you rather look the same, but just weigh less? Which would you prefer? And, and just comment now and let me know. Would you prefer to look better and weigh the same or look the same and weigh less? And I'm hoping I know the answer to this. I'm hoping that people say the right answer because the answer should be look better and weigh the same. Look better, defo, of course. So if you weigh the same and look better, are you not happy about that? Of course. Because some people look worse and weigh less. So look at it as a positive thing. Okay, ladies and gents. Productive. I, I thought, to be honest, a little bit of um, brutal honesty was going to be right up your street for week two. We are going into wobble week. <laughs> We're going into wobble week in week three. Remember what I said, give yourself sabotage a name, give your hunger a name. Understand that you might have a couple of wobbles and that's fine. Just don't screw up the rest of the week. One day off is fine. Make sure you track stuff. And also, I think this is so important. Sometimes you need to fuck the scale. Not literally fuck the scale, but understand this. There's so many people that said, oh, I hit my steps this week. Oh, I hit all my workouts. I tracked all my nutrition. I feel healthier. I drank plenty of water. And I'm devastated because I didn't get the result that I wanted on the scale. Let's have a look at this, my little fuck the scale sheet here. So we've got, how many green ticks have we got here? We've got one, two, three, four, five. So we've got five green ticks and we've got one red tick. Why are you not ecstatic? If this was a game of football, the, the, you know, it's, it's currently 5-1. You're winning. So why are, you, why are you pissed off about that one goal that you didn't tick or that you let in? Start embracing all the success that you've got, not just one thing. People get so hyper-focused. If you're doing everything, if you're hitting your steps, you're hitting your workout, you're tracking your nutrition, you're feeling healthy, you're drinking plenty of water, you're winning the game. Because the game that we need to play is patience. That's it. Okay? And, we, and DJ Airhorns.
and awesome. Awesome! So, ladies and gents, two weeks down, four weeks left to go, and I just want to give you a massive round of applause. You're going to have wobbles. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have times where you want to hit the fuck it button. You're going to have self-sabotage times. Don't allow it to affect your progress. I want you to be feeling phenomenal by the end of this, okay? So something that I did mention was about a photo shoot. I'm actually speaking with Simon um, Simon Howard this, this week um, about getting a photo shoot booked in London on this Saturday before the end of the Santa Shred. One of the main reasons being is I'm doing the photo shoot, so I'm setting myself a little goal, this Santa Shred, to get in great shape for the photo shoot. Um, there's not going to be that many spaces. There's pr pretty much going to be eight, maybe ten spaces. Um, but if you are up for it, let us know. Um, and it can be really, really cool, because if you're looking to focus on something for the end of the Santa Shred, to do a little bit of a photo shoot at the end of it can be a good little goal and keep you on track. I will let you know more um, later on this week. And uh, if you are up for it, I have just put a poll in the group. So um, I think I put a poll in the group a few days back. So add to that poll so I know people who are interested. And that is it for me, ladies and gents. I'm going to be uploading this podcast to our podcast, the Santa Shred podcast. 